This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Welcome to Marketing Jam. Today on our show, we have Pamela Saunders from Microsoft. She's the head of PR and social media for Microsoft Vancouver. We're really excited for all she has to share today, and uh, we're thankful that you joined us as well for the show. Just some items of note to uh, think about this week in marketing. Uh, One thing I want you to check out for sure is the Facebook page of Todd Maffin, and that is one D in Todd and two Fs in Maffin. Todd Maffin, it takes his time to share what's happening in social media uh, in the minute, current. It is a weekly live Facebook video that he posts, puts out every week. It is incredible. It's full of nuggets, gems, uh, what's trending, what's happening, what's new. Uh, I make sure I try not to miss it every week. I try to make sure my social media team doesn't miss it every week. Uh, you know, it's hard to find a person, uh, especially someone who works at an agency like Todd. Uh, it's his own agency, uh, but someone who is so generous with news and occurrences and current events in the world of social media. He's so generous to take the time to build the show and share it with all of us. So make sure you check that out. It's Todd Maffin, T-O-D-M-A-F-F-I-N on Facebook. The other thing I want to talk about this week is Instagram releasing GIFs. Uh, GIFs are incredible. You've probably used them in Slack, in emails. Uh, You've probably done it on your phone because if you have an iPhone or other phones, it allows you to add GIFs to texting. But sometimes you don't know what to say to someone, so you just have to send them a GIF. And so Instagram, of course, has jumped on that bandwagon as they are great at jumping on all the things that are trending and trending. And they now allow you to add a GIF to any of your Instagram posts, which is pretty amazing in the story mode. So again, when you're going to your Instagram story mode and you can not only put your location, you can put some really great text. Also, another cool uh, development they made, you can add a lot of really cool text graphics. But I'm really excited about the Instagram GIFs this week. Uh, It's really fun what they've done. The one trick is though, is how do you get your brand to become a GIF? And that is the question to think about this week. So again, as you feed Giphy.com with GIFs of your brand and of your logo, will it make it? Or will they be like Wikipedia and have a closely monitored, uh, almost like a gatekeeper making sure that people aren't taking over the world of Giphy and overtaking the GIF world? Because the GIFs at this point are pretty random. Pretty strange, pretty bizarre. You know, if we put in the word jelly as a GIF, we're definitely not finding our logo or our name. It is a lot of weird uh, jelly imagery. So just something to think about and consider, how do GIFs impact your brand? And the other thing that we're seeing, of course, trending since the whole Zuckerberg announcement about the Facebook page algorithm, uh, Facebook pages more than ever, it is vital and important to have an ad strategy to go with your Facebook. So on that, Facebook has released in the last six months a program called Facebook Blueprint which is something that I encourage you to check out. It is a program designed to train you and teach you how to use Facebook ads. And they also have a certification program where you can go and take an exam to make sure that you are adequate or the people on your team are adequate enough to run Facebook ads for your company, for your brand, for your agency. So make sure you check that out, Facebook Blueprint. Uh, Much like the Google um, Ads program, Now they call it uh, Google Academy, where you can learn how to use analytics and ads and display ads. Uh, It's a free course and free uh, exam, of course, with Google. But Facebook, of course, uh, Facebook Blueprint does have a fee associated. Most exams cost around $150 US. But again, worth it to invest your time and energy into so that you yourself can make sure that you know how to run Facebook ads. It's verified that you know how to run them and people on your team uh, have got that. So again, welcome to the Marketing Jam show. We're gonna jump right in here 
with Pamela Saunders. I want to thank two of our sponsors before we get going. Uh, the fine folks at Cyber Impact. You've heard of MailChimp, Constant Contact. We have a Canadian alternative. Uh, the question is, do you know where your contacts are and where your contacts are being hosted in? It's probably in the United States of America. Cyber Impact is the Canadian alternative where your uh, contacts are uh, in servers in Canada. Our other sponsor is the fine folks at Dash This. Uh, they provide for you a beautiful dashboard for those in marketing and those who want to communicate what sort of goals and achievements are happening online, they can track all that for you and put it in a beautiful infograph format uh, that you and your clients and you and your in-house staff can access all the time. So check them out at dashthis.com and cyberimpact at cyberimpact.com. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you, uh, internet folks, and wherever else you're watching or listening to the show, we have Pam here, who is the head of PR for Microsoft Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, not to be confused with uh, Vancouver, Washington, but Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes. Yes. Big distinction. Yes. So, Pam, why don't we start with when we met? Okay. Why don't you tell? Do you remember when we met, and, and why don't you tell about the context of where we met? We met at a conference. Okay. Lovely. You invited me there. Yes. Um, and it was to uh, in Squamish mm -hmm. at CIMC to talk about um, basically what I do, social media, the kinds of projects that we work on, and joining me were a whole bunch of other awesome people, mm -hmm. which was super fun. So that's, uh, I don't know, more than that? No, that's great. That's <laughs> great. Um, so CIMC uh, is still happening. It's happening this year yep. up in Squamish again, the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference, now owned by Agency Media. So yes. it is now lo no longer one of our properties. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think they're going to do an amazing job this year. Check it out. I'm so curious. They're going to be launching anytime soon the website and registration. Yeah, Joel sent so. me an email. Okay. He's going to ask me some questions. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So first thing I need to talk about is mm -hmm. Microsoft. Okay. And I think the majority of, of listeners, and, and I could be wrong, but are thinking Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, mm -hmm. and, and I think that just goes along with the Microsoft term. So, so when people meet you and you talk about what you do for a job, how much of it deals with Microsoft Word and Excel and, and maybe promoting that or doing the PR for those two entities? So I think that's when most people meet me and they're like, oh, you work at Microsoft, like, mm -hmm. you know, tell me about Office, or, and that's actually not what I do. Um, I work mm -hmm. with a development center in yeah. Vancouver, so I work with the software engineers who build the products. Mm -hmm. And I have the distinct pleasure of working with about 600 engineers, and mm -hmm. they do, they work on a lot of products that people would recognize, like Skype okay. and OneNote, yeah. um, but they also work on mixed reality, mm -hmm. um, they build the game Gears of War, oh, wow. um, and then they do, there's a whole bunch of people who work on individual things, so they might work on our cloud. Uh, platform for Azure. Um, they might work on, you know, they might be somebody who's working on Excel, um, but it's basically a whole bunch of people, you know, some of them in teams, some of them indi mm -hmm. individually, um, right in downtown Vancouver. It's amazing. So, how many staff in total are in the Vancouver, BC offices? So, we have uh, three different spaces within mm -hmm. Vancouver. Um, our main space, which is um, on the corner of Georgia and Granville, mm -hmm. and there's about 550 engineers working there wow. on a variety of uh, products. Yep. And then in Yaletown, mm -hmm. we have another 150 people working on Gears of War. Wow. So that's our video game team, which we keep okay. separate just because if they were in our building, then we wouldn't be able to take people on a tour yeah. because video games are, are super top secret and their mm -hmm. development cycle is long. Um, and then we have a sales and marketing office that is on Georgia. Okay. 
And sales and marketing office, what are they doing? What are they selling and marketing? They're the ones that would be talking directly to clients. Okay. So they're the ones that go out and you know help businesses yep. and and help you know school districts, and they're yeah. they're working on solutions for enterprise clients, bigger clients. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we have a retail store right in the yeah. the bottom of our building. Yeah. Um, for you know everybody else yeah. basically. Very cool. So those of you that uh, those are listeners that aren't as familiar with the Microsoft ecosystem, mm -hmm. uh, maybe name some other properties that you guys are a part of are, are in kind of your world. What do you say? Um, like in Vancouver, or just or in just general, in general. Yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, from a product perspective, or anything. Yeah, like maybe things that people know, like Xbox. Maybe I don't yeah. know if people realize that you guys own, that we Xbox, own Xbox and um, you own Minecraft. We do. Right, which yes. is pretty Minecraft awesome. Is Minecraft is huge, um, and and getting bigger and bigger. And okay. you know, like on the Xbox side, um, we own the platform. Yeah. Um, we internally make a bunch of games for it, and mm -hmm. then obviously a lot of other developers yeah. make games for it as well. Um, Minecraft is is newer mm -hmm. to our our portfolio, and you know, an opportunity for kids and adults mm -hmm. to uh, to play around with technology mm -hmm. and learn a little bit about coding and yeah. put something together. Um, so that's been great to watch that grow, especially on the education side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, we also own MSN, yep. which people don't know, um, and most of that is actually done out of Vancouver. And when you think of MSN, against for me, I, MSN Messenger yeah. is, is what comes to mind. Yep. What is MSN today? Still a platform. Um, like, Mes a, like Messenger? You platform? can, uh, more a news platform. Um, so like okay. news aggregation. So okay. you could, you know, for us, when we turn on our computers in the yep. morning, MSN is what comes up. MSN.com. Yep, yeah. gives you the day's news. Yep. Um, they do uh, a lot of interactive um, online programming mm -hmm. around big events. Okay. So the Olympics, yep. uh, during the US presidential election, yep. um, you know, they're doing a lot of tons of content, yep. you know, looking at what people are saying, obviously operating through social media sites because that's so much of what media is today. Yeah, okay, very cool. Yeah. And other properties would be, um, again, like you said, Skype. Skype. And Bing. Yes. Is your yeah, your search engine. Yeah. So search within MSN.com, is there a Bing search area yes. on there? Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Every time you do a search when you're sort of within the office family. Yes. You're in Bing. You're binging. Do you, you say binging? binging. <laughs> we just had it? this conversation yesterday because okay. somebody was trying to type binging. Like oh. they were like, you know, you're sort of online content binging. Yeah. Like and they binging were like, the crown. Like, is there right? an E or, or not an E? Yeah. Not an E. And I said, well, if there's not an E, yeah. you're binging. So okay, binging. I don't know if the Bing team actually says that. But what do you say? Um, I would just say using Bing. Using Bing. I don't like making words up. Sometimes. Do you say I binged that? <laughs> uh, let me Bing that for you? Yeah, I would say that. You would say that? Yeah. Okay, okay. I uh, am known amongst Jelly, and I get teased for this sometimes, is that I'm a big fan of and, and a, a pusher of Bing. to Because I feel every once in a while, when we look at the Google Analytics, which is mm -hmm. funny enough that it's on and Google, Google. Analy yep. Analytics, shows us that uh, for certain of our clients, especially an older demographic, or, or maybe more of a blue collar, or people that are maybe more of a B2B market, mm -hmm. they use Bing and people are searching on Bing. Because mm -hmm. I feel like they bought a PC, they brought it home. Yep, it they, had that. It came with Internet Explorer yep. and they never switched it out. And so they keep, or they're in a professional setting where it's just Internet Explorer. Yep. And then they're Binging. Like, yeah. Do you go down to the headquarters once in a while? Yeah, it's nice. It's, um, you know, there's sort of that that central, you know, mothership that is yeah. our Redmond head office. Yeah. And then there are six global development centers that are located wow. outside of it where cool. development actually happens. So yeah. separate from sales and marketing yeah. or retail. Um, so we are one of those six okay. and we are the closest. So Very it's cool. nice for us to be just a couple hours away and yeah. be able to, you know, teams can go down. Um, they can meet with if they're working on an extended team, yeah. you know, have meetings with them. People can come up. Yeah. Um, but we're still far enough away that we have a distinct Vancouver yep. culture and, um, cool. and our own thing going on. Hmm. 
and and uh, you know I, I I I'm giving you questions as well, but I've also yeah. uh, crowdsourced some of the questions. And so what someone <laughs> want to know again, uh, again I'm gonna throw those in every so well. So don't worry, listeners, those that you submit a question, they will get brought in. Mm-hmm. Is have you met Bill Gates? I have. And it was some. it was probably what people would expect it to be. So we had the uh, opportunity. The um, the whole board of directors mm-hmm. came up to Vancouver in the fall, mm-hmm. um, and. So we heard they were coming, and they, you know, they were coming for a, an event around the Cascadia Corridor. So conversations that are happening around how we bring Seattle and Portland together with Vancouver, because we, there's a lot of things that are similar about the cities when it comes to the tech industry. So they came to Vancouver, and it was the first time um, that Bill had been in our new office. Mm. I, I wasn't there in the, when we were in the old office, mm. so I don't know if he came then, but uh, you know everybody was sort of nervous mm. about it. and. Um, I have a coworker. We have a, a maker space called the mm. garage, and yeah. so my coworker Stacy had kind of built this art piece out of pieces of acrylic that looks like Bill, oh. and she'd hung it on the wall. And we talked about it, and we we're like, mm. "We'll find an opportunity to get him near it, and we can take a picture mm. with it." So we were at a at a reception mm. with a whole bunch of people, yeah. you know, standing around and having a conversation with somebody like this, and you just could kind of feel somebody step up next to you. And I turned and it was Bill Gates. Mm. I was like, he just ghosted into my conversation. Um, So you sort of stop and you know, oh, hello, Mr. Gates, you know, welcome. Mm. And I introduced him to the other guest. And and so it was kind of a an unexpected opportunity when, you know, I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't presented to, it wasn't, oh, here's Bill, you know, meet him or whatever. So we just made conversation about what was happening in Vancouver and uh, and then sort of said, hey, you know, if you get a moment and you kind of head around that corner over there. You know, we've we've got we've made something in Vancouver here that looks like you. Yeah. And he kind of gave us that like, uh, okay, that sounds creepy. Yeah. And um, and then he walked away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't see him for the rest of the night. But then later on, when I got pictures back from our photographer mm. who shot the event, yeah. we had a picture of Bill Gates standing next to his likeness in acrylic. Very cool. So, I think it worked out. That's very cool. So one of the things that I, I've loved about having been a part of CIMC was we brought together some of the best and brightest in marketing mm-hmm. from across uh, Canada. And uh, the only problem was, was we didn't get the chance to go very deep. And because mm-hmm. and, and, I remember you dropped some great truth bombs and some gems on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get a chance here to kind of hear, how did you get to where you are today? You're sitting on a couch now, you're yep. working at Microsoft. Um, you mentioned you went to SFU. So maybe give us the, the story of like where you were from then to now. Okay. How did you, um, I went to SFU. I went to university right out of high school. Yeah. Um, I had a big plans to be a lawyer. Okay. And I like to do things, mm-hmm. not just learn about them. Yeah. So I, I worked in a law firm while I was going to school and yeah. realized I hated it. Mm-hmm. And so I was sort of undecided for a while and I had taken a bunch of psychology courses yeah. and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I took a communications course just for fun. Nice. Um, and was like, hey, this is this is my thing, yeah. and so I graduated, um, and then started working in advertising to start mm-hmm. with, and kind of wound my way through advertising. Um, I worked in government in Kelowna for yeah. a while, came back to the city, went back to advertising, mm-hmm. and then was it uh, brand side or agency side? It was brands. Well, both. I've both. done. I worked in a really small agency that specialized in packaging. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun because yep. it was a small small team. Everybody gets to participate. You get a, to see a lot of the strategy development and you know how they work with mm-hmm. clients. Um, and then from there, I went to um, Future Shop, yep. and I worked there for five years. Um, 
as a PR person. So sort of making the switch officially into like, okay, now I'm going to do PR. Before I was just sort of starting out and dabbling in everything. And so for five years I talked about DVD players, yep. the best gifts for Christmas, yep. um, you know, whatever else was going on in the company mm -hmm. and then decided that I kind of learned everything I was going to learn there. Mm -hmm. and, and I wanted to leave, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I started my own business okay. and became a consultant. And I thought this is a good way for me to sort of get broader experience, talk mm -hmm. to different people. And, uh, and the first client that I landed on my own was um, an exhibition that came to Science World called Bolly Worlds. Yeah, of course. And I took the job in like the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. Um, where they interviewed me and then I flew to Houston and I saw the exhibit and I was like, what did I just get myself into? Yeah. Um, but it was great and I spent six months there cool. and worked with Science World and, and that helped me sort of figure out how to be independent yeah. um, and work with clients who were either hands-off or not in the city yeah. or you know had questions. And then I kind of dabbled in a whole bunch of things. And so I've worked in oil and gas. Um, I spent three years working in film and TV, mm -hmm. you know, doing a variety of things, but sort of getting a toehold into social mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. and adding that to the repertoire of things I could do. Yeah. Um, I spent a couple years working with the Gastown Business Improvement Society yeah. on like how do you promote a neighborhood mm -hmm. um, when you have no budget. Yeah. And uh, and then got the job at Microsoft, and I've been there for two years. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So if you were to describe what the role of someone in PR is, how, mm -hmm. do, you, how do you describe it today? Today, yeah. yeah. It's a lot different today yeah. than it used to be. So yeah. today, um, you know, PR is traditionally earned opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's whatever you can achieve that you didn't have to pay for necessarily. Yeah. Um, so today for me, it's all storytelling. Um, it's talking to people, finding interesting stories, and then looking at how I can best share that story mm -hmm. with our audience. Mm -hmm. um, Today, that's a lot of social. You mm. know, I have, I, I certainly do still work with media outlets and, and I do pitch stories and we talk about things that are bigger. But for the most part, it's what kind of content can I create mm -hmm. and where's the best place for me to share that? And, you know, it's, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, um, video. <laughs> yeah. So, would you have the keys to all the engines then of the Vancouver Microsoft social accounts? I do. Okay. And so that would be. Uh, when you when you say PR is your world, it includes digital PR, so social media and Does. okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a rare I'm a rare fixture because in sort of in the Microsoft mm -hmm. world, most people that are working on the PR yeah. and marketing side are are you know showcasing product. Yeah. They're they're connected to the sales and marketing mm -hmm. team. I'm connected to a development team. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, what I'm trying to do is showcase what we're doing, what we're building yeah. in Vancouver as opposed to the products specifically. Yeah. So it's more the people, um, the innovation that's happening, mm -hmm. how the Vancouver tech industry is working together. Yeah. Um, some really fun stuff. I get to tell some really cool stories. Really cool. So would you say your job is more the means of Microsoft versus the end? Of, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's um, you know, I don't, I would never tell a story about, you know, Microsoft Word. Yeah. Because that product is it's owned somewhere else yep. and you know we certainly share the news when there's a, an update or something yeah. happens but um, but what I'm looking at is you know what are the engineers who are working on product every day you know where did they come from what's their yeah. area of expertise and why do they do this for a living yeah. and what do they do when they're not at work mm -hmm. um, you know what what aspirations do they have to to be innov innovative in their own career mm -hmm. How do you decide between sending something out maybe to the traditional media 
or to maybe to more to bloggers, mm -hmm. maybe influencers, versus doing it yourself on your own YouTube channel? We have some news because of the size of the company that we yeah. are. So we have some news that is bigger news. Yeah. Um, you know, examples would be when we moved into our space. It was mm -hmm. a huge affair. Um, massive, Prime Minister yeah. came. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, so that was more of a traditional, yeah. you know, sort of PR outreach. There's mm -hmm. a story. They can come mm -hmm. in and talk to somebody. Um, but most of the time, it's building our own content. Okay. So it's, and and we talk to like I'll talk to reporters mm -hmm. about you know things that are happening, but it the relationship is different than it's been in other mm -hmm. other jobs that I've had where it's more of like an. I need an instant response. So yeah. I'm calling a reporter and I want, you know, I'm looking to try to land a story, you know, that week. Now I talk to them and I'm like, hey, we're doing a bunch of things this year in education. Mm -hmm. And here's, you know, kind of a list of the things that are mm -hmm. gonna happen. What are you interested in? What kinds of stories are mm -hmm. you trying to tell? Mm -hmm. And how can I help you? That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, how have you found your Rolodex, you know, since Future Shop and now at mm -hmm. Microsoft? How, how do you, since, you know, different outlets are shutting down, are you, are you having to constantly yeah. throw out little cards out of your Rolodex? Machine? I haven't had a physical Rolodex in a while. What? But really? Yeah. Hmm. I know. We could bring them back. I know. I think it could be a new thing for PR I, people. I like all things vintage. Yeah. I'm a real '70s yeah. kid, so yeah. I uh, I I want all that stuff. And I've thought about it. I've yeah. toyed with the idea of putting it on my desk. But um, if I found you one, would you put it on your desk? I might. You might. Okay. I might. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, context change, outlets change. Yeah. Um, I find that for everyone that that goes away. Yeah there's something that's filling its place. Yeah, like okay. there's there's always going to be people yeah. who are going to tell stories yeah. in you know however society yeah. continues to to develop and so I think mm. it's just about you know I know a lot of PR people who who are having trouble letting go of that. Mm. Well, this is my my process. I have a list yep. and I do call downs yep. and it it's not as effective anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, reporters want longer-term relationships. They yeah. want to be more than just here's an email about you know, mm -hmm. dear so and so. This is what we're releasing today. Yeah. And so I just find it's more it's more person to person, mm. um, like it was when I first started. Yeah, so. yeah, interesting. So would you say a lot of like coffees and lunches and visits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of. Um, because I don't have urgent stories that are yeah. landing. It's like, hey, let's get together and just talk about you know what you guys are doing, and yeah. and the stories that we're telling are they're going to happen in six months, or they're yeah. going to you know there's some events that are going on. But I'm calling and saying, hey, are you interested? And if you are interested, what could I do to help you know make this a good story for you? Yeah, that makes sense. One of my favorite reporters, uh, Jillian from the Vancouver Sun. Yeah. Um, but it, so now, in a sense, in the world of downsizing within the Pacific News Group, she is now, like, I think, freelancer, yeah. but still doing stuff here and there. So tell, tell how would you approach like a Jillian? Would you would you invite her out for coffee, or would you would you go to her office? Would you invite her meet in a neutral spot, or what was the yeah? Project? And it's funny because I've worked with Jillian for years. Yeah. Um, because I worked with her when I was at Future Shop too. <laughs> um, I think you know so many of them when they're freelancing with you know they're out hustling to yeah. find stories every day. Yeah. So it's pretty, um, it's good practice to reach out to them and say, hey, let's get together for coffee and let's just talk about the things that are going on mm. um, in my world and stories that you might be working on. Mm. And sometimes just in conversation, mm -hmm. an idea comes up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's a good example. Another one, um, you know, working with publications like Monte Cristo. Yeah. They, you know, they don't publish every month. No. And, so when they're thinking about a story, it's for, you know, I'm thinking about it now yeah. to land it in the fall. Yeah. And so if you can, you know, make a connection and, and talk to Jim and, mm -hmm. you know, say, hey, like, here's some things that are going on. Mm -hmm. 
um, maybe there's something there, maybe there isn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, the last time that I talked to him, the thing that we decided was a possible story idea was the thing I would never have considered. Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't know, you don't know what, what they've already got and, and if they're building, you know, if they're publications like that, they're building a whole issue. Mm -hmm. So you might fit into it because the story that you have actually goes along with the issue yeah. or, you know, in, in having a conversation you find a common ground that's yeah. like, oh, you guys are interested in that? Oh, yeah. well, we, we do that. Yeah. So. Are you finding when you're doing the outreach and connecting with people that you get uh, thrown over to the salespeople and asked to buy advertorial instead? Not so much. Okay. Um, it, I think there was a time when that happened, and now I feel like there's a focus on journalism that's mm -hmm. allowing sort of the separation between the two to happen again. Okay. Um, we have different, you know, working in a company like like mine. There's there's lots of people who do those different jobs. So yeah. I'm not really, you know, when you're working for a small company yeah. and you might be responsible for both, it's a different conversation for me now. It's sort of like, oh, that's actually not my realm, but yeah. let me find the person to sure. connect you to. But um, you know, I think I think media have always wanted to keep them separate. Mm -hmm. And there were times when there was some pressure to mm -hmm. connect them. You know, some outlets are different than others. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not for the types of things I'm doing. You know, it's not. I'm not quite in that space. Okay. Um, you know, when, if you're pitching individual stories where you know you're, it's, it's kind of a stretch to make it a news mm -hmm. item, that's when you always kind of got that. Yeah, this sounds great, but it's maybe an ad. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And tell me about software tools that you use. Do you, is, is there any PR tools that you're like, this is awesome, or, or this is just a, a necessary part of the job that you're, you, you kind of keep in your arsenal? I'm, I use Hootsuite, yep. um, and it's probably the only tool that I use on a regular yep. basis. Yep. I, uh, we have some internal tools at Microsoft, yep. and I use those to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm old school, yeah. and uh, I think sometimes when it comes to like scheduling or yep. if I'm going to, you know, if it's social and I'm going to send tweets, I work better when I'm in the minute. Yeah. And like what I write is current and yeah. authentic. And yeah. you know, when I when I started this job, I was building social channels from scratch, mm -hmm. so they're not that big. But I think some of the success that I've had is mm -hmm. that it I do try to have like a human voice yeah. instead of you know a, a totally brand voice yeah. like when you compare the way that we sort of do it in Vancouver to wi the way that a sales channel might do mm -hmm. it or you know some of the bigger channels that are, are talking about product yeah. I get to have a bit of fun with it yeah. um, you know a bit of a sense of humor kind of developed what mm -hmm. the Vancouver voice might be yeah. uh, to the point where I tweeted a photo yesterday of you know, a couple of our guys were just playing around with yeah. one of those like view find view master or like the kids toys the view sonic yeah things. that yeah, you yeah, look through those. yeah and they happened to work on our mixed reality team and they were just having a conversation. Yeah. They didn't know that I was participating in it at all and I just took a couple of pictures because um, it looked so great. Yeah. And then I tweeted it. I was like, here's our mixed reality team at work. And you know, it's having a bit of sense of humor that yeah. sort of people go, oh, that's not just a like, it's 1222, here comes a tweet. Yeah, So very cool. And when you're doing um, you know, your PR outreach, do you use tools like Meltwater or Scission to, to I've used Scission, yeah. not lately, because I don't. I'm not usually sending anything that's yeah. sort of bigger in scope. Yeah. Um, and now we're. I'm kind of reaching out to individual yeah. journalists. But yeah, I mean, Scission was a tool I used pretty much my whole career. Yeah. Of you know, how do you how do you reach a whole bunch of people yeah. and make sure that your message get her, gets heard? Yeah. Yeah. 
Very cool. And then now, do you track like the MRP numbers, like the media rating points? Is that even we do? We have work? an agency. Okay. So um, I have the good fortune to have agency people to back me up, okay. and uh, you know, I get daily reports from them, and and they're looking at the numbers. Um, they're pinch hitting when it's bigger news, and yeah. it's it's more than I can do on my own. Yeah. Um, so I benefit from that for sure. Very cool. And and Hootsuite, are you? Is it do you use it on your phone? Do you use it on a desktop both. or both? Okay, very cool. Yeah. And do you post using the Hootsuite platform for yep. all the channels? Very cool. And then YouTube, do you do you shoot the videos and edit them yourselves? Do I you don't do it. Okay. Uh, I have a, I have an awesome, awesome uh, individual who works with me, Kyle, who yeah. um, he came in as an intern yeah. two years ago. So mm -hmm. he started like a week before I did. Yeah. And he was sort of, you know, they brought him in from SFU. He's yeah. also from SFU. Nice. And uh, to make a video and... He was so good at the storytelling and you know being able to yeah. quickly grasp yeah. what kind of voice we wanted to have mm -hmm. that we've been working together now for two years. He still goes to school, he hasn't graduated yet, but yeah. uh, I'm very protective of letting anyone talk to him. I don't want to lose him. Yeah, <laughs> I know, that's very cool. Yeah. Wow, and, and in the work that you do on the, on the daily basis, what's kind of like the, your favorite part of the day or your highlights of, of maybe a week that you're like, this is, this is why I do what I do? I really love any social stuff. Mm -hmm. So coming from like pure PR background mm -hmm. where, you know, I had to come up with a story, write a press release, mm -hmm. pitch it to media, wait, you know, the stress of waiting to see if anyone's going to pick up on it um, is fine. Mm -hmm. But I love the instant interaction that you can get mm -hmm. through social. And I like being able to be, you know, funny and talk mm -hmm. to people directly yeah. and see people interact with it or respond to it. I mean, most of the people that I'm talking to are people within the tech industry yeah. who, you know, get the humor mm -hmm. and are like, oh yeah, that, you know, and they, or, or they want to talk about an event yeah. and I get to, you know, live tweet through an event. Mm. That's my favorite stuff mm. to do. I like, I'm an amateur photographer, so I like taking pictures in the office mm -hmm. um, and, and posting them and mm -hmm. showing people how much fun we have yeah. and, you know, what, what everybody's working on and, um, and some of the cool things that we get to build. Very cool. So what are your thoughts about animated GIFs? I don't use them too much. Okay. Um, mostly because I don't think that it fits with our brand. Okay. So, you know, I think the biggest thing when I started at Microsoft was figuring out what our voice was going to be. Yeah. So looking, you know, you, you look at the, the corporate brand. Yeah. I looked at what some of the other, you know, global development centers were doing if yeah. they had social channels. And then, you know, once I figured it out, it was like, okay, so then you walk the line between the two of mm. what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, we, our videos have a, a look to them yeah. that is a little bit different yeah. than what the corporate videos do. And we tell stories in a, a slightly different way. Mm. And, you know, we, we do inject humor as much as we can. But I wouldn't, for me, it, it's tipping over to yeah. go into the animated GIF thing, depending on the client. If it was somebody else, I'd probably get into okay. it. How about emojis? I like emojis. I don't use them on our social. Okay. I don't really do anything that's sort of, I don't want to call them gratuitous, yeah. but almost like, you know, if it made sense, yeah. I would use it. You're not doing a lot of eggplant emojis. Not I doing a lot that. of eggplants, yeah, okay, no. Okay. No, no peaches. No, no, no okay. Um, Instagram stories, are you guys doing much? No, we've done, we did one as part of an event, yeah. and the, the struggle that I have with it is yeah. that I have a videographer who, like, creates all this amazing yeah. content and it's hard for me to take like iPhone video and yeah. iPhone I don't even like putting iPhone photos on our Instagram okay. account because I 
I shoot with an icon and I'm I'm a bit of a purist yeah, of my yeah. photography and I'm, everyone's like you should just use your phone I'm like I know but it's a struggle for me to be like I'm just gonna take it with my phone but I can't get the depth of field that I want I need a knife I need a, a newer a iPhone what do, you, yeah. what do you have right now I have a 6s you have a 6s okay yeah okay yeah my coworker just got the 10 and yeah. so she's been doing the animoji yeah. stuff yeah very jealous yeah okay yeah okay um, while you're doing all this stuff, Reddit is that a are yeah, you a Reddit I, fan? Yeah, I I read it on my own. Yes, okay. Um, Redditing as a as a company, we haven't delved into it yet. Okay. Uh, I think I think we will okay. this year, um, because I love A and A. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And the opportunity. Those of you don't know, ask me anything. Yeah. Is a, it's a Reddit feature that is pretty <laughs> awesome. I would love to. Um, we have some engineers that are just so fascinating. Yeah. They have such interesting backgrounds and like really interesting takes on yeah. on technology and then when you start talking about things like AI and where yeah. is it going and yeah. like what's what's the world going to look like in yeah. five years or ten years um, those are the kinds of people that I look at and think I get to pick their brain on a yeah. regular basis Very but I cool. think it would be cool to open it up and let them sort of you know talk to the audience directly yeah what are some publications that you think are just awesome and, and that we should be keeping an eye out for like they're emerging and just doing very unique stuff uh, that's a hard question. Um, I kind of go, when you look across all platforms, mm -hmm. like we, we obviously pay a lot of attention to, mm -hmm. attention to our, our major Canadian mm -hmm. publications, um, our emerging online, mm -hmm. I guess you can't even call Daily Hive emerging anymore, yeah. they're, they're it. Um, they've done such a good job of building a really solid, you know, interactive mm -hmm. platform that allows people to get a lot of news mm -hmm. in a very small period of time. Yeah. Um, I am a bit of a Twitter junkie, yeah. so I spend most of my time and find all kinds of cool content yeah. on Twitter. Okay. And it's just a matter of following the right people. Yeah. Um, and not being a troll. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, favorite Twitter person to follow at the moment? Favorite Twitter person to follow. I follow too much political stuff right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Um, because I, I'm, I, the world of podcasts yeah. to me is only like, maybe eight months old. Yeah. When okay. I got into it, yeah. and it was really just because I wanted more in depth yeah. info on what was happening in in U.S. politics because I find okay. it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And now you're on a podcast. I know. Right I now. don't even know how that happened. Yeah. Um. So I follow I follow a lot of those. Um. Other than that, I Chrissy Teigen. Okay. Yes. Is like. Oh. Okay. I. Don't even know how she does it. Yeah, I wish I was yeah. that funny. Yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds is another. I'm, I'm yeah, a fan of he's Vancouver. So good. He's a Vancouver native. Vancouver and guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, talks the Vancouver talk. But hilarious. Has a yeah. van has a Vancouver handle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, favorite channel on YouTube that you're watching at the moment? Uh, I don't watch a ton of YouTube. Okay. Um, if I'm watching YouTube, it's because I'm catching up on like late night with Seth. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I'm into the content and out of the content pretty quick. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you, as part of your job, I imagine a lot of families or kids ask like, is there Minecraft being built in Vancouver? Yeah. Is that happening at the moment or is it, it is, all in it overseas? It is not happening, is not it in happening the, in Vancouver. Is it Mojang um, headquarters still in, is it Switzerland? I actually don't know where they do all okay. the development. Okay. I, it's, it's probably hitting a couple different yeah. facilities now, okay. uh, but we aren't working on it in Vancouver at the moment. Okay. Very cool. So I need to ask if you could pull out your phone. What are, what are some of the favorite apps? And you can again, you can reference your oh. phone here. Favorite apps that you're using at the moment, or apps that you use on the daily that are like really great. I use Overcast because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Um, 
I am a Snapchatter, but not really publicly. Okay. I Snapchat with my sister. That's yep. how we communicate. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, and I take photos. So I'm a I'm a Flickr user, Flickr, Instagram. Okay, Flickr, nice. Yeah. Good for you, keeping it real. I yeah. And Vancouver, you know, is a Vancouver-born yes. entity too. Yes. I'm all about the local. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. How, how do you organize your apps? How do you do that here? I'm always curious. To see I I don't have a lot. That's okay. it. And that's the Hootsuite there. There's that's the Hootsuite. that's where you run your yeah. world. Airbnb from. use that a lot. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. You know? Okay, and then and then Reddit on here. Uh, right. Actually, I took it off my phone. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I was moving stuff around the other day because I yeah. need a new phone, and my storage is getting full. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was like more Spotify playlists I download, yeah. the more trouble I get myself into. Yeah. And so. uh, use the Apple Mail. I use app. yeah, I use because I have I have my own mail, and yeah. then I have company mail. On Outlook, of yeah. course. Where else, what else would you be on? Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, favorite podcast that uh, that people you would suggest to people in maybe PR or marketing? This podcast, the Marketing Jam, yes, definitely. Yes. Okay. And um, there's another one that the name is going to escape me now because it was probably one of the things I thought you're going to ask me that and then I'm going to forget. Uh, Canadian or is it American? Uh, it's American. Um, okay. No, I won't remember. Okay. Uh, I imagine This American Life is on your rotation. This American Life is definitely yeah, on my yeah. rotation. They tell um, the best stories. Yeah. Uh, Under the Influence, Terry O'Reilly. Haven't watched that. Or okay. listened to that, sorry. So it, uh, Canadian, it's a CBC podcast, uh, and it's an old ad guy who is a copywriter who, uh, you know, has brilliant insights to the ad world. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of that. And um, the Unpodcast, of course, which is... Yeah, uh, I've listened, I think I've listened to it a couple times. I don't think I have it subscribed right okay, now. It's Scott one of those Stratton ones where I go and, like, dig in and then... I get lost and I, I take the train to work. So oh, nice. I have like 45 minutes yeah. of, of sort of trans, transit each day and uh, I get caught up in Positive America. Yes. Um, okay. and, uh, and the Daily, the New York okay. Times. Okay. So. Very cool. Yeah, the, the Unpodcast is, is a great banter between Scott and Allison. It's the two of them right. bantering on about things and what's happening in marketing. And, and, and he's, he has an HR background, talking about HR kerfuffles and just bad things in branding and marketing as well. So That'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah. So and then there's one more, I want to say they're out of Portland, but it's um, maybe just, I think it because of Portlandia, but they're called Adlandia. Oh, that's the one. Oh, Adlandia. Okay, I was like, yes. I'm not going to remember it, but it's, it's because like, it's Portlandia that keeps... Yes, yes, yeah. Adlandia. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, that's a great one. And I feel like you might have tweeted about it, and that's why I started listening maybe I, to yeah, it. Maybe, yeah, because I was, this podcast is hilarious, and, yeah. and it also has a great name. Yeah. If you're a Portlandia fan, it was... Yeah. Oh, that show just got canceled. Did it really? Portlandia. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, tech stuff in Vancouver. I want to yes. talk about this. Um, some of the cool stuff happening. Tech Pong. Yeah. I imagine. So I, I'm aware of Tech Pong, mm -hmm. and and that is it. So why don't you educate us? Like, what is some of the things that like we need to be aware of of what's cool and awesome in tech in Vancouver? Yeah. So Tech Pong, um, it's run by I think the Chimp? people at Chimp. Yeah. Chimp, yeah. And we've participated in it in the last okay. two years because nice. um, we have some crazy ping pong players. Okay. Uh, it's super cool okay. uh, because it's just a bunch of people getting together and yeah. like they play like they're the you know they're backing away from the table oh. and it's nuts. It's serious. Um, but and, they and also bring in like a lot of companies bring in stuff and they'll demo their product. Oh, and wow. So we brought our mixed reality viewer to the last one and like took a bunch of pictures with people with like giant tigers with you know, ping pong paddles. That's amazing. Just have some fun with it. Um, did you use the Chimp product? Yeah, we did. Uh, okay. Yeah, did we did raised money for uh, our charity is Big Brothers Big Sisters. Okay, very cool. So we used it to, to drive more funding for them. Yeah. Um, and then we do, in our office, yeah. we do tech foos. Okay. 
so we have a big foosball tournament because we've got some some avid foosballers. Very cool. um, we have a little games room that has one ping pong table and two foosball tables, and we have like sliding glass doors around it. Otherwise, mm. it gets a little chaotic mm -hmm. in there. Um, so we invited. I think we had 33 companies that yeah. came this past summer, and again, just hanging out, playing foosball. Yeah. You know, doing whatever, meeting each other, because the tech industry is not super great at um, connecting. Okay. And we have Mobify here, yeah, Hootsuite, Unbounce. Yeah, we have so many companies. Unbounce, Unbounce yeah. Bench, yep. um, you know, big companies that have like a lot of staff. Yeah. And it's just good for people to sort of get out and, and talk about what's happening in the industry in Vancouver. Um, outside of those two, there's some cool stuff. Last year we did, um, we are a sponsor for the Pride Parade. Very nice. And so we had a bunch of companies join us in that and, you know, do sort of a Tech Loves Pride yep. and like be... Be inclusive as an industry, yeah. And um, so there's there's cool stuff going on. Like that's you know kind of all community mm. facing. And then you know on the business side, I and mean, we're a growing ecosystem. There's yeah. so much happening in Vancouver right now, especially in the 3D space. Mm. So you know I worked in video games for a few years, and that talent base, all those people that yeah. that have been building games here for 20 years, are naturally just falling into you know they're doing 3D development for virtual reality for mixed reality. And not just 3D printing, right? Not just 3D printing. Okay. No, like 3D development. So yeah. you know, if you're if you're doing holographic yeah. design and you're you're you know building things for any of the platforms, whether yeah. it's Hololens or, yeah. or Vive or yeah. Oculus, um, a lot of that work is happening in Vancouver because yeah. we have all these people who are super skilled in 3D. Yeah. 3D. And I want to hear about two things. I yeah. want you to tell us about is as you mentioned the um, mixed reality. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. It's for people who've never tried it. It's yeah. sort of a um, it's a interesting to watch them put them on for the first time. Mm -hmm. So most people are familiar with virtual reality where yeah. you you know you put on a, yeah. a headset and you're cut off from the world. Yeah. And like the cardboards and, and the just the where you can't see yeah. you know anything whatsoever. Yeah. So you know if it's a um, we have all of them in our store yeah. so people can come in and try them and you can do Google Paint and you yeah. can you know paint in midair and yeah. you're in it and your your mind is completely fooled by mm. it and and you know you do your thing mm. and everybody outside is watching you and mm. trying to stay out of your way. Yeah. Um, mixed reality or I guess before you go into mixed sort of there's the augmented reality yeah. phase so Pokemon. Yeah. Um, where you're using your phone or screen yeah. to yeah. see. Ikea app trying to get yeah, furniture any, in your home. Yeah, anything where you can kind of, it's as simple as looking at your screen and then yeah. you can see the object. Yeah. Um, mixed reality is is what we do. And so you're, you're wearing mm -hmm. a, a headset, um, but it's a full computer, mm -hmm. untethered, so mm -hmm. you don't have a cord or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and the holograms are in your real wo mm -hmm. world. So yeah. I could still see you yeah. and, and everything else that's yeah. in this room. And then I could drop holograms in. I could place so them. Cool. I could walk around them. Yeah. Um, so it's it gives a lot of flexibility to what businesses can do with it. Wow. Um, so it's been used a lot in you know design and in workflow and and how you know people lay out a operating room or yeah. how they design a vehicle. Or building developers would probably love yeah. it. Yeah, architects, the, yeah. Uh, anybody who's you know kind of designing a physical space and and uh, and like my husband works in oil and gas mm -hmm. and he said you know they came somebody came in and gave him a demo and they yeah. were like you know here's here's the building that you guys are designing yeah. and they were all looking at a model that was like on a table for wow. all intents and purposes. And then he's like, okay, now let's go in it. And then he blew it up and then they were able to walk through a section of it. Wow. He's like, this is amazing. That is really cool. And, and tell us about your Maker Lab, which yeah. I, I keep hearing about and it just sounds so fascinating. It's pretty fun. It's, um, so we have a corner of the office when you first come in our building. Mm -hmm. 
that has two big garage doors on mm -hmm. it, and uh, and it's full of things that you would use to to create. And so is this open to the public? Like it's could, not. Okay. Um, we do have events where we'll like have a workshop or yeah. we'll do something where you know people can come and participate yeah. in it. For the most part, we use it for um, school visits yeah. and on the education side, teachers will come in. Okay, um, so Jacqueline just couldn't just show up and... No. Okay, okay. It, unless, it, sometimes if it's me, I'm really kind. Really? <laughs> okay, so if I show up and I'm like, I know Pam! Yeah, okay. they'll call me and they'll be like, there's somebody here at the front desk. And all every listener will now know the secret password yeah, is, exactly. I know Pam. Okay. Um, so we have 3D printers in yeah. there, like what cool. you would expect. Uh, we have a laser cutter, we have yeah. a CNC machine. Whoa! And then we have things you wouldn't expect. Yeah. So we have um, Stacy, who runs the space, yeah. bought like a big old um, knitting machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in the process of hacking it so that we can like put a design into the computer, and then it will knit the design. So for like, us. like, like not like a. a, a a Rumpelstiltskin type, like it's one that you pretty, make carpets no, with. No, it's it's pretty Rumpelstiltskin-y. Like really? it's about this big and it, it would knit out like a big part of a sweater. I wow. Think. Have you made I've anything never seen that? anything like it before. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah. I thought you had to do it by hand. Yeah. Um, so she's been playing with it for a while and and you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. We've okay. got a pen plotter so you can give it a design and then the, the little hand will draw your design. Yeah. Um, and everything else you can do, you know, we've got something that makes stickers, wow. and something that silk screens on T-shirts, and it's really the space itself is meant to be a space for employees to come in and just be creative, yeah. make something that doesn't have to be work-related. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Stacy runs tons of workshops in there yeah. for you know you might be working on Skype, but maybe you have an interest in machine learning yeah. or in AI. Yeah. She runs all kinds of workshops that employees get to participate in, yeah. so that they can sort of broaden their own interests yeah. and and think about what they want to do with their career. I was gonna say I I bought a box of Lego mm -hmm. for our boardroom and thought that was good enough. Now it, I you know what it, we have Lego too. Okay, like it's I think sometimes working with something that's that's hands-on, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. tangible, yeah. helps spur people's creative process. Okay. And um, we're doing some stuff right now, we're playing around with the idea of data visualization. So uh -huh. it will eventually get to the stage of being, you know, we're gonna learn how to program and take all this data and make it look like something that is perhaps artistic in nature. Um, mm. But to get started, you can just play with Lego or, mm. you know, play with, um, those little, I don't know what they're called, but they're like little beads that you stick on mm -hmm. and then you iron them and they mm -hmm. stick together. Yes, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. Just yeah, something. Pearl, pearl beads. Pearl beads, yeah. yeah. Um, that allows you to represent whatever it is you're trying to do in a yeah. physical form yeah. and, you know, take your head out of the game so much. We spend so much time looking at screens yeah. that it, it's nice to look at something else. Yeah. Does any of the stuff that you're seeing happening there ever scare you? Do you ever go home a little freaked out? No. Okay. I, I think the question that most people have asked me is when you're watching like Black Mirror. Yeah. Do you look at it differently than the average person? And I said, I probably look at it and go, yeah, I could see how we could get to that place. Yeah. Or that's more like four or five years off or that's, yeah, that's like more I, you, you know, I, I know, you know, some of them are more realistic or you mm -hmm. could see them happening and you, you look at some, some conversations that people are having about technology and you're like, I can see where the hesitation is. Mm -hmm. um, but where I, I always find value or um, I find it interesting is talking to some of our younger engineers. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of interns that come mm -hmm. in who are still in university yeah. and talking to them about where they think technology is yeah. going to go and how they're going to use it in their lives. Yeah. Because I, 
I'm tied to a past that didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's pretty common yeah. and totally acceptable to be apprehensive about it. Yeah. But if you've grown up with technology yeah. and you see all the benefits that technology brings yeah. and yeah. just like everything we always did, like there yeah. wasn't like there was no downside yeah. to living in an analog world. And so technology is the same and we just have to approach it as thinking responsible humans yeah. and we'll be fine. Okay. And do you think we're generally pretty responsible humans? I think for the most part. Okay. Just make, just <laughs> I think, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of discussions around how technology gets used and, yeah. and I think what's good about it is that it's spurring a lot of dialogue and people yeah. are talking about it and they're like, hey, you know, like this is great and this is where it's benefiting us and maybe this, this is taking us down a road we don't want to go down and we should talk about it. Okay. Very cool. Now, did you, were you follow the CES updates and news and stories? A little bit. I a didn't bit. follow a ton of it okay. um, because I don't, I don't focus too much on product. Yeah. So it was just sort of like, hey, what's happening and who's there and you know, yeah. where are they headed? Yeah. Okay. Parties are they going to? That's no, what I paid attention to. <laughs> no, of course. Is there anything that maybe that you're allowed to tell that's not under like lock and key at the moment that you are most excited about in the next six months coming out of Microsoft? For us, no. Okay. Um, our focus and, and my focus, the stuff that I get to talk about is all local okay. and we don't have anything that we can talk about that's not secret. Because it's, it's oh, super, super secretive. Secret. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So you, do you have to like get scanned and like, do you have stuff happen to you but when you go into work and leave work? No. Okay. They just trust no, you with these they secrets. they trust me. Okay. Yeah, they trust me. Okay. I mean, okay. I have the keys to the Twitter account so I have so to be pretty trustworthy. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and I want to close with this. Um, those that are uh, listening and watching, they want to know, how do I get to be like you? How can mm -hmm. I get in your role one day? What's the advice that you would give them? I think um, there's, no, there's no shortcut to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's time on the job. Mm -hmm. um, I had the opportunity to work in places where I was beyond my comfort zone mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a lot of like just trying to keep up and like pushing myself mm. to, to learn more and mm -hmm. know more. I'm a, I'm a researcher by nature. I okay. like to read everything. And yeah. so I would, I would take jobs that scared me to death, yeah. um, that I didn't know anything about. And yeah. then I would spend like a week immersing myself in the subject matter so that I felt like I could be confident talking about it. Yeah. Cause I think the biggest thing for communicators and, and marketers when you're going from like perhaps from product to product, yeah. if you're on the agency side, um, if you're client side, it's a little bit easier, is sometimes you're touching that thing for like a week. Yeah. And being confident about, you know, like having the conviction to, you know, go out there with a bold idea. Yeah. For me, it requires some time yeah. doing the research and, um, and getting comfortable with it so that I can talk about it intelligently. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's sort of been my MO, yeah. my whole career, and, okay. and it didn't matter how long I spent with a client, yeah. whether it was a day or a year, yeah. um, I tried to know as much as I could about them and then also be the sounding board for like, if I'm a lay person mm -hmm. and I don't know anything mm -hmm. about your industry, explain to me why mm -hmm. this is important mm -hmm. and then I'll figure out how to pitch that to a media outlet. Yeah. Um, so always taking that on yourself, like yeah. being responsible for owning that part of the relationship. Okay. I think too many times we're like, okay, well give me, you know, give me your bio yeah. and I'll, you know, write a brief from it, but I'm not really gonna spend any time internalizing it because mm. you're gonna be gone in five days. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, been the key part of my success and yeah. been, you know, people always ask me, 
what my specialty is. Mm -hmm. Like, what industry do you specialize yeah. in? And I was like, any industry that will hire me. Yeah. You know, when you're a contractor, you you need you know be open. Yeah. Because there's cool stuff out there, and and um, and so I just sort of learned a lot, and yeah. and was proud of being a, a jack of all trades. Yeah. And then figured out the things that I really like doing and got really good at them. And, you know, that's just practice. Okay. And I need to ask on a personal level, mm -hmm. you're wearing a Pura necklace. I am. Which is made here in Vancouver. Yes. What do you think influenced you to buy it? Do you think it was, it was, was it a digital ad? Was it a uh, social media thing? Or was it a PR? Or was it just you just saw it in a shop one day and it was spoke to you? I think I saw it in a shop. Okay. It's been a while. Um, retail. You walked a into a bricks store, and mortar. Yeah. And uh, I could probably tell you which store. Um, and then I talked to the salesperson about, I like to know where things come from. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, like I was born and raised in Vancouver yeah. and I have huge pride yeah. for, for the city yeah. and want as much of what I you know, buy mm. or share with people. Mm -hmm. Like at Christmas, I try mm -hmm. to do, I have like a 50-50 rule where 50% yeah. of what I buy has to be local and 50% oh, cool. of it can come from somewhere yeah. else if somebody really wants something. But I just like supporting local business because yeah. um, we have so many cool things happening oh. here, whether it's, you know, um, retail goods mm. like pair of necklaces, whether it's cute little coffee shops, yeah. you know, we've got a, a pretty great craft beer industry now. Yeah. Um, so it's always local. Mm. And then spending, I spent two years working in Gastown mm. and when you're in a neighborhood like that yeah. um, and probably a lot like a lot of other smaller neighborhoods yeah. around Metro Vancouver where it's it's owner-operated yeah. um, entrepreneurial yeah. businesses and you go and you talk to people yeah. and you learn a bit about them and, mm. and why they have that thing, that store, that product, mm -hmm. how passionate they are about mm -hmm. it, you can't help but get on board and want to yeah. support them. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, I'm going to thank you, Pam, for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, head of PR for Microsoft Vancouver. Uh, you know the password if you ever want to see her when you're in <laughs> Vancouver. Uh, just mention uh, I know Pam and you might even be able to check out the Maker Lab. And again, continue to check out some of the amazing innovations. I can't wait to continue to see and hear what comes out of Vancouver uh, for the world to see. Uh, maybe it'll be the next robots or the next Who robot knows? dogs or, or whatever. <laughs> um, but thank you for making sure that their stories are told their innovations are amplified and the world hears and sees, whether it's in traditional media or uh, bloggers or through social media. So thanks for all your insights today. They were amazing. And uh, we'll see you again. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was great um, hearing from Pamela and all of her insights into the world of social and PR. One thing that really stood out for me was here is a brand that is recognized and has affirmed the fact that social media is digital PR. And I love the fact that she knows how PR and social media work hand in hand. Uh, they are a team. They are you know, done by one person at Microsoft Vancouver. And that was just great to hear her insight and feedback and thoughts on those two worlds uh, molded into one. So thank you again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time here on The Marketing Game. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.